You're listening to the Social Selling Simplified Podcast. Stick around if you too are obsessed with learning things that actually work and believe that success leaves clues. We're all about identifying results-producing roadmaps and getting super clear on how to scale and grow your online business. From part-timer to president, social selling expert Ashley Shaw will help you connect the dots and take the guesswork out of what works to grow a social selling empire. It's time to hear from social selling legends, listen in on truthful conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks to reduce the marketing overwhelm so you can build the social selling business of your dreams. If you're ready to go all in, no holding back, and build the business you've always wanted, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, social selling guru, and fitness industry OG, Ashley Shaw. Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw, and I am coming to you guys straight from my bed. And I just got to be honest with you guys, I'm 36 weeks pregnant with my second. And this go around has been uh, much different from the first one. And I think probably (laughs) lots of people tell you that or you might kind of intuitively know that when you're pregnant with your second and have a little one running around and your body's already been through the process of pregnancy before, it feels like it's a totally different ballgame. And anyways, I'm not uh, embarrassed to say at all. I spend more time, probably 50-50 time now, kind of working from my bedroom and my bed versus uh, being in the office all day. So just putting it out there. It's just the truth. It's just where we're at. So welcome to my humble abode of the bedroom. I wanted to have just an honest, straight up chat about motherhood and balancing all the things as an entrepreneur. And I feel like the whole, you know, idea of becoming an entrepreneur has also become a bit of this, I don't want to say double-edged sword, but there's something about it that is almost in a way not sitting quite right with me in terms of the expectation versus reality. And I feel that bringing light to these conversations just helps us to become more aware of it and choose life and work and motherhood on our own terms. So let me start off by saying that motherhood for me has always felt like something that I was disconnected from. And what I mean by that is that I didn't actually know that I wanted to have any children. And my partner, Bill, and I were both, you know, on the same page with that. We were about 32 and 33 in that age range and had never really contemplated it. It really just had never come up on our radar. We've always lived a very nomadic lifestyle, you know, love to travel to Asia and all the things that are probably not, you know, you wouldn't immediately assume are conducive to having kids and traveling to developing countries and doing, you know, crazy things. And that was just our life and what we love to do. And it wasn't until I guess I got pregnant uh, for the first time about five years ago that I had actually realized maybe I do want children. And, you know, of course, like once for myself at this point in my life, and this is my personal story, when I found out I was pregnant, I 
wanted, deeply, deeply wanted the, the pregnancy and the baby and the life and all those things that went along with it. But prior to that, I had seen examples of motherhood and not only examples of motherhood, but I had heard people talk about motherhood and what I thought motherhood to be was this all consuming, you know, had to want to stay home with your kids. I guess I had had that prescribed idea of what motherhood you you needed to feel to actually become a mother. And of course, this comes from, you know, what we're shown in in movies and TV shows and what we're shown by the media of what motherhood really is. And I felt like I did not connect with that. I did not, you know, feel like deep in my bones that I wanted to be just at home all the time and do those things. Like I had already built this life that I really, really loved. And so I think I felt disconnected from motherhood for that reason. And yet at the same time, my parents were both entrepreneurs. My mom was an entrepreneur and she had raised four of us and done it with the help of nannies. And and she, you know, was not the type that was home all the time. Like my mom is the perfect example of somebody that, you know, like she had multiple businesses, you know, everything from a gym to uh, helping my dad in a, a floor covering store, accounting, all that sort of stuff. And then outside of that, traveled like a mofo. My mom has been the most places of anyone I ever met in my life. She is on a trip probably every other month. Like she just lives for the experience of travel, which is probably where I've gotten it from as well. So I had that example of my own mother, and yet I had seen what society was telling me a mother, you know, should be like, and it, it something just wasn't adding up. And yet when I did become pregnant, I realized, wow, if I really want this baby and I, I want this life, like I feel, you know, I don't know where that all of a sudden <laughs> rooted from in me, but it came from somewhere, this deep knowing that I, I really wanted children and I, I wanted a child. And if you've heard previous episodes, you know, our story is a bit of a, you know, there's lots of dips and curves and different things that happen with those first uh, two pregnancies. And I had my third pregnancy and then we had our daughter Coco at that time. As soon as Coco came, it was a very tough balance for me of I could not love this little being more than I do. I remember like, I, I know this sounds so, you know, melted my heart to see her. Like, this was the vision I have when I think of my daughter first coming into the world. So I was breastfeeding her. And I was like, that worked for us. And that I learned how to do all the things. I know that's not everyone's choice. And there's no baby being fed is obviously the most important thing. I just had this moment for myself where I was breastfeeding Coco and she just looked up at me, her huge blue eyes, and just like it touched the depths of my soul um, as she was looking into my eyes. And it just, it was like this moment in time that it deeply connected me in a way to my mother and thinking, oh my God, the hours <laughs> that my mother spent with me doing this same thing. Like, wow, this is, it was so intense. I'm even getting emotional thinking about that. It was this out of body, very, very deep experience. Just thinking, 
oh my God, every mother out there, you know, has had, you know, most mothers anyway, have probably had this experience of just looking into their child's eyes and thinking, holy smokes, like everything you want to give to your child, like that was passed on from your mother too, wanting that for you. And geez, what an incredible, incredible gift um, that that is, you know? So anyways, <laughs> I don't know if it's a pregnancy hormones or this like super deep meditation I had this morning, but either way, you're getting it all, the vulnerable, the real, all the things. I am not going to hold anything back. So that moment for me, it just, yeah, it really deeply connected me to my mother and of course to my daughter. So, you know, when I think about my mom and my experience of watching her as an entrepreneur, it was like this incredible gift to see her, you know, raising four kids, not letting go of her passion for travel and being an entrepreneur. And, you know, of course, when we grow up, we are very, (laughs) I was very, uh, I don't know if critical is the right word, but I was, you know, as a kid, there were lots of things that I always felt like, oh, I wish, you know, my parents did this, or I wish this. And like any child, I was an examiner and they analyzed many, many things. You know, it's kind of this opportunity that the trauma that all of us have as children, as we grow up, our parents know you know, what they know when they've been recovering from their trauma from their parents. I had a lot of work to do in becoming an adult and overcoming the trauma that I faced for various things from a friend of mine in grade nine committing suicide to a case of sexual assault when I was in the care of one of our nannies. And so there were multiple things like I have my own work to do growing up in a way that is has been my gift to heal and to overcome those traumas. Like that path that I had to carve out has created me into a person that is obviously completely transformed and evolved and changed from who I was as a child, but it's allowed me to do the work. And for my own daughter, it's put me on a path to heal my own trauma because I don't want to pass those things on to her. So it's like, man, motherhood is this crazy, crazy thing. This, you know, gift that keeps on giving. And I don't say gift without the attachment of it is the hardest thing also that I have ever done. And it's not just a one time hard, it is a marathon of constant attention and care and all the things. So it was so funny, because the other day I had someone close to me say, oh, like, yeah, I know that you're an entrepreneur and this and this, but you do work a lot. And it wasn't meant in a way of judgment per se, but it triggered, I, I could feel the trigger for myself happen. <laughs> when, when I heard it, I was like, okay, that definitely makes me feel uncomfortable. And I've learned that when I get triggered, I have learned to notice what's happening in my body and notice that, okay, I feel triggered. What is underneath this? Like, why would this comment trigger me? And as I was unpacking this, I kept thinking about, okay, so I'm triggered because I really wanted to become an entrepreneur 
because of the life of freedom. And the interpretation of someone else is that, oh, you work a lot. So does that really equate to freedom? Hey coach, I finally have something that I've been dreaming of providing for you. I know that you definitely didn't start this business because you really felt like pestering your friends and family and getting ghosted by everyone. Chasing people down or having to follow up with them is definitely hard work and it can feel so awkward and uncomfortable for everyone involved. But your upline probably told you that this is what successful people do. And they didn't mention to you that unless you're this superstar salesperson right off the bat, you're going to struggle forever if you keep doing it that old school way. 99% of coaches quit because they suddenly declare themselves this expert online and then go back and ask everyone who knew them to just start buying from them when they just started working out last week. And this problem applies to all network marketers, not just coaches. But the 1% that actually succeed have made it because they've caught on to a different system that's been proven to work. And it's just something that nobody really talks about. It's all about taking some simple steps to position yourself as an influencer first. So soon, instead of asking people to talk to you, you'll attract ideal customers who are already excited to learn from you and buy from you. They'll know exactly what you're about and how you can help them. Go to ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline to learn more and see exactly what I'm talking about. You don't have to hunt people down and make them talk to you in order to get your bills paid for the rest of your life. Check out my short book called F what your upline said and get an entirely different approach that will feel much more organic and authentic. That's ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline. I'm so excited for you to start implementing these four simple changes in your business and see how it absolutely transforms how you feel about your business and the results that you're able to get. And as I got thinking more and more about this, it was like the thing that became triggering for me was that their version of entrepreneurship and motherhood was that I shouldn't be working in quote unquote their terms of whatever that, you know, the stipulations are of I work a lot to them when they have observed me like I've been working. And the truth is, if somebody says, hey, I'm going to come see you today uh, or something like that, I don't cancel my whole day for that. If we pre-plan, yep, good to go. But I have certain things that I need to get done. So I have freedom in other parts of my day and time when I need them. So I'm not the type to be like, oh, freedom, throw everything to the wind. And I thrive on structure. And when I set up a podcast episode, or I set up a meeting, I will do my best to be at that meeting. I don't flake out, I guess, is my interpretation of that. But what was the underlying, I guess, triggering factor for me was that this judgment of is this true? Did you say you wanted to be an entrepreneur? And you really have no freedom. So it's forced me to think about this over the last few days and really unpack, you know, what is ultimately going on here. And the truth is, for me, why I have selected entrepreneurship, it's a couple of things like I have freedom to go to whatever country, whatever province, wherever I want to go to at the drop of a hat, I don't have to ask anyone, is it okay for me to work here for the weekend? And, you know, I remember, oh, man, you could ask one of my best friends about this. I used to be so afraid 
to, even though it was an office day, I used to be so afraid to work in a different place. I would literally dress up at the airport so no one could see me. I had access to flight benefits so I could fly wherever. I would literally be dressed up at the airport as a different person and like no word of a lie. That was my life. <laughs> like I was that concerned about that and I had that much anxiety. That's what I was living in before I became an entrepreneur. There was that piece, of course, of the freedom, the flexibility, the being able to work from wherever I wanted to. And like I started this episode telling you guys, I'm literally working from my bed and I do not feel one bit of shame about it at all, nor should I. There's that piece. The other piece for me about entrepreneurship is that having a toddler, navigating, being a mom, just navigating life in general. There are days, and I would say most days, where I need rest in the middle of the day. So I will have a 45 minute, maybe a two hour, depends on the day, meditation, or a nap in the middle of the day. And there's no one to stop me from doing that. No one, no one to stop me. Along with if I haven't worked out in the morning, I can get my workout in at a different time of day. If I know that my daughter's having a tough day and she needs me or, you know, she's just extra, wants to be close to mom, I am here for it. I am here for it. And these are the things for me that are most important. Freedom for me is not just wiping my schedule whenever someone wants to do something. It's more so about having the freedom and flexibility around my family and around what I need in that moment. And some days I don't need anything and I can just cruise through my day and feel great and feel awesome. And other days like I need time to rest and recuperate and to meditate and to get out of fight or flight. And I have the empowered life to be able to do that. So I think that the triggering thing for me when I heard that comment was that it was this challenge to, are you really an entrepreneur that has freedom or are you somebody that just works a lot and that's what other people perceive? And after collecting those thoughts and really thinking about the things that I really, really appreciate about being an entrepreneur, there are other things too that like my bucket is so full. I think about the things I'm so grateful for um, with being an entrepreneur. Like I get to work with three of my cousins and I think we started working together about, the first one started about three years ago and I get to have, like it's so, it's such a gift to know them as well as I do now because before this point we would talk randomly, maybe once a year, you know, on Facebook or something like this. And now I get the opportunity to talk to them more than once a week. And it's this gift I get to choose who I work with and who I want to work with. The other aspect is that I get to choose that path of development. Like, what do I want to do next? Where do I want to go? You know, where do I want to invest my time? Um, But these are things with entrepreneurship that they're kind of the silent gifts, the ones that you may not recognize or see at first. And I actually know a few entrepreneurs that have done this and have decided to, you know, work with some of their family members and and stuff like that. And it's just such a wonderful experience. And I feel like it's, it's not that it's making up for lost time, but 
I feel so grateful to be close with my cousins and and the and the other part is being able to travel with them as well. Last year, I guess it was last February actually, um, we did a trip to Cabo and our operations VP is my cousin Emily and uh she was able to meet us there. And it's just this like, I don't know, I, I think that one of the coolest things that we've been able to create that Bill, my husband and I have been able to create is this environment where we get to choose the people that we work with. And the byproduct of that is that we can make a difference, hopefully, in in their lives. And I think about all the, even the VAs, God bless the VAs that we work with. And one in particular, Annalisa, who's been with us now almost three years. And her English, oh my goodness, like her English has just absolutely, it's just improved so much. Um, The skill set, the things she's learned, like the tech side of things, like she is irreplaceable. Like there is nobody that can do what she can do on our team. And uh, to be able to have those sort of impacts, not only in people's lives, but them in ours as well has been just a huge, huge gift. So I think the summary of all of this for me and the in the wrapping up of this is that entrepreneurship and motherhood are what you create them to be. And it's not about letting anyone tell you what motherhood should look like. It doesn't mean you have to if you do not want to stay home 24-7 with your kids. That does not have to be motherhood. That does not have to be you if you don't want that to be what motherhood looks like. And it can be really whatever impact you want to make and you want to have. And I think that entrepreneurship and motherhood can go together very, very beautifully. And I think that, you know, I was lucky enough to be raised by an example of someone balancing all the things and, you know, seeing the messy, it's messy sometimes, very messy. And yet on the other side of it, you can still have a great impact on your kids and what they think is possible and, you know, have the best of all the worlds. Like the fact that, you know, for me, I get to stay home and work from home. I hear my daughter all day throughout the day. I wouldn't change that for the world. Like I love having help at home. We have uh, an au pair that helps us here at home and takes care of my daughter and I can see her anytime I want. So I'm so, so very grateful for that. So yeah, I hope that, you know, if you're out there questioning and thinking about this whole, you know, how does this all go together, this entrepreneurship and motherhood thing, can it fit together? And what does it look like when it does? I I hope that my uh, insights might be helpful or my reflections on how these things can fit together and the beautiful, messy world of motherhood and entrepreneurship, how they can be in perfect harmony, even when life gets crazy and chaotic and it feels like you don't have your shit together. So thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you next time on Social Selling Simplified. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. And we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified. 